0: Hello, and welcome to Follow Your Curiosity, where we explore the ups and downs of the creative process and how to keep it moving. I'm your host, Nancy Norbeck. I am a writer, singer, improv comedy newbie, science fiction geek, and creativity coach who loves helping right-brained folks get unstuck. I am so excited to be coming to you with interviews and coaching calls to show you the depth and breadth both of creative pursuits and creative people, to give you some insight into their experiences, and to inspire you. Have you ever felt a pull you didn't understand to do something that sounded crazy or even stupid, but that nagged at you until you either followed it in the hope of making it stop or beat it into submission because you were convinced it was impossible? If you have, you'll find my guest today especially interesting. Paige Kaufman trained as an early childhood educator who went on to be part of a kindergarten teaching team for several years. Then she started to feel a pull she didn't entirely understand that said she should be doing something else. She followed it, and now she runs a wellness and spiritual hub in Ontario, Canada. Paige and I talk about that journey from the societal forces that make it difficult to follow that sense that we should do something we don't expect, to the difficulty some of us have learning to trust again, to the fear of fear itself, to the things she still uses today from her kindergarten days. She also tells us about float cabins that essentially force you into a state of meditation and the creative breakthroughs that have come for those who use them, something I definitely found especially fascinating. Here's Paige Kaufman thank you so much for being here today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> me too. So- my very first podcast interview.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll promise to make it as painless as I can. So oh, perfect. You you teach kindergarten right now.
1: Uh, actually, yes? I am on a leave of absence right now okay. um, so that I could go full-time with uh, my career path with opening up the spiritual wellness hub um a year yeah a year ago I was doing both Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was doing part-time but it was just too much I had to uh I had to take one I had to go full-time either one so that I wasn't pulling my energy that much yeah yeah so But luckily I am able to take that leave of absence where I can leave it there, leave it there just for kind of like a backup (laughs) (laughs) and come back when I I would like to. So that's kind of, I am definitely lucky that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I I would love to know how you got started teaching kindergarten before we get into what you're doing now, if that's cool with you.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So about six years ago. I, was, I'm is i actually an early childhood educator. So here in Ontario, Canada, we have a team of um, a kindergarten team. So it's the teacher and the ECE comes together and we teach kindergarten together um, because we both have uh, different uh, aspects, different knowledge on how to work with the students. Um, so my role being, you know, I'm, I took two years learning about children and how their, how they, how their brain works and how their development is from zero to six. So I will be able to bring that in. And then the teacher of course brings in, cause they know how to plan. They do the report cards and things like that. So mm-hmm. when we come together, that's how it works. Um, so yeah, so I was doing that full time, um, for about six years. Um, and I don't know. It was just something. All of a sudden, this little nudge, this little niggle—I like to call it—right in the center of my stomach, or or right, now that I know what it is, and right in the middle of my solar plexus, mm-hmm. um, my power center, which I know not now too. Um, it just kept nudging. It kept niggling. Like I went to bed with it. I woke up with it. And I was like, okay, what is this? Like <laughs> I'm listening. But I don't know what you want me to do. Like, I don't know how to get rid of you. (laughs) Um, So as I sat with it, I learned that there was that niggle, that nudge was me connecting to my higher self, to my soul was calling me, saying there's something else you're supposed to be doing. There's something more you're supposed to be doing. It's time to wake up. It's time to face that call. Um, And pretty much saying, I'm not going away until you do something about it. (laughs) Clearly. Uh, Yes. So I did keep working with it. I did keep. uh, So I, I went started on the spiritual journey, the spiritual awakening, I started the meditations, I started um, just doing more research, reading more books, just kind of understanding what this all, what was all happening to me in this point. Um, And then finally, one day, I, of course, was totally into crystals at this point. So one day I went into a crystal shop in one of the bigger cities with a friend of mine. And they had like this little hidden door behind, uh, behind in the back. And I was like, Oh, what is in here? I I don't know what it is, but I I need in here. Um, So I asked them and like, Oh yeah, it's our spa. Like, I'd love to take you for a tour. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I need in there. So show me, show me what you got (laughs) behind the door. Um, And it turned out it was like this, they had a salt cave for halo therapy. They had float pods for float cabins they had um infrared sauna and And so then break then it like hit me like a wave it's like this this is what you're supposed to bring to your hometown to your community this is what you need to do to um, bring healing into your community um so as soon as I got began that awareness I was like, okay, awesome, cool. And the the nudge, the niggle actually started to fade a little, which was awesome, but it was still there. (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, cool. I hear you, spirit. I get it. Um, Great. But I'm an ECE. I don't know how to start start a business. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am just starting on a spiritual journey or like a year into it. To me, that's still just novice. That's still just starting. So how the hell, heck, sorry, am I supposed <laughs> to put this together? Like, this is huge. <laughs> um, but the message I got was just, just start. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It does, just do it. Just do it messy. Do it scared. Just do it. Um, so again, I listened and I did it. I got out um, just like um whatever I could find on the internet, as far as business plans go, I put it on paper. It was slow. It was ugly. I didn't even know I didn't even want to touch the financial piece because again, numbers just aren't my thing. (laughs) Um, uh, But then I, again, I trusted universe. I put it out to source again. And I said, if you want me to finish this, I need help. I need a partner. I need support to help me see this through or to help us see this through. And, um, lo and behold, I ended up meeting my partner on a Facebook group of all places, (laughs) a spiritual Facebook group. Um, and she, somebody had put out there about, um, uh, where are my Canadian girls at mm-hmm. and one of us said where we're from and then the other one kind of responded like oh my god we're only like 20 minutes away how cool is this so we got up we got meeting each other and as we got talking we kind of put out that question if you could do anything what would it be um, so I said told her my story about how I had this awakening um, I was you know knowing that there was something more for me to do and how I was going through this process. Um, And then she had said hers would be doing like the spiritual teachings as well as she's been doing this kind of work a lot longer than me, just pretty much lifetime. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of said, well, what if we put everything together and um, went with it and uh, yeah, it didn't take her very long to jump on board Um, but she was my missing link right Mm -hmm. she was the one she was the organized one the techie one the one that was wonderful like wonderful with all the numbers and financial piece and plus she had you know she wanted the the spiritual piece in there as well and do the spiritual spiritual teachings which was beautiful and could do some different healing work as well um so yeah we were able to put our two gifts together my big vision that i had um my, because I'm, I am a visionary where I have these big pictures, but I have no idea how to put them together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's very specific and very orientated. And so by the time we put the, our gifts together, and we opened up our first spiritual, um, spiritual wellness and, spi- uh, sorry, wellness and spiritual hub in our small town of like 22,000. Um, so this is huge. in from where I'm from, nobody oh, there, there we're learning. There are a lot more spiritual people out there, but they were, um, in the spiritual cl- closet, as I like mm-hmm. to say. Um, so as soon as their doors were open, the people, their community that just flooded through, it was like, thank you so much for opening this. Thank you for doing this for us. Um, it was, it's just been amazing that, uh, Yeah, to hear that call to do it ugly, but to do it anyway and just keep going and uh, to know where I had this vision, this nudge, this niggle about three, four years ago, and then it all came to life. So it's been quite the ride.
0: (laughs) It sounds like it.
1: Yeah. A lot of beliefs, right? Limiting beliefs I've had to work through, right? Fear, doubt, imposter syndrome. Uh, Right. You're not good enough. All that wonderful stuff I had to work through. Um, I'm still working through it, of course. I mean, Mm -hmm. those are things that are pretty deep embedded. But um, I definitely had to work through those to get to where I am as well. So um, so so much growth and learning has happened along the way as well. So it's been wonderful. Just such a different feeling.
0: (laughs) It sounds like it. You, just just watching you since everybody can't see you, you, you do kind of have this <laughs> happiness around you. Not that I know what you looked like before, but still. so so I'm curious because that's such a huge shift to go from working with kids all day to mm-hmm. salt caves. <laughs> you know when yeah. when you first started to realize what this was about, were you disappointed or were you just so curious about it that it didn't matter? or somewhere in between Uh,
1: i was just so curious about it that it did matter i just knew that what like i trusted what was being told to me what was being given at first honestly actually i wasn't i'll tell you i um actually went to a medium and i was like okay and that even i I even left it for like my last question right i was like so this is what i've been getting uh weird (laughs) and they're like no (laughs) This is you remembering, this is you coming home. Like this, this is you embrace it. Um, because really what you've been doing your whole life is what you were told to do, what society told you to do, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you were a people pleaser. You, you know, you had the American Canadian dream, right? You get the husband, you get the job, you work nine to five. In my case, I was lucky enough to have summers off with benefits, um, So, but it just wasn't enough anymore. I was, there was that nudge, that niggle, that uh, that knock, right? Mm -hmm. That there's something more out there than just doing what you were told to do or what you think you should be doing. Um,
0: Was that at all a conscious thing? Did you reach a point where you were like, you know, I think I need to be done with this, but I don't know what to do. And then this came after, or did it just come up out of absolute nowhere?
1: It really came up after, well, I shouldn't say it came out of nowhere, um, because, again, going through this work, um, I realized that you usually, it usually comes when your world's been shaken up, and it definitely came after a time when my world was shaken up. Um, I had some family stuff go on. Uh, I kind of uh, lost my mother to addiction. Ooh. And that's where it kind of spun me, spun me to like, okay, if my mother, my parents, my figure is supposed to be, you know, she was supposed to tell me or like teach me who I'm supposed to be, but she has no idea who she is. She's wearing all these masks and trying to cover up who she truly is with, you know, addiction, mm-hmm. then uh, who, the, who am I? Like, how, how am I supposed to know who I am then? So that's really what got the tale the, the thing spitting, the mind spinning. Wow. And that's what real that's what really hit me with the uh there's there's something more to this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh sorry. I don't wanna specify I didn't actually I didn't actually lose my mother Physically, but emotionally, I lost her. Gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, just wanted to clarify. That's quite what I meant. <laughs> no <laughs> she problem. She is still here, but she's just no longer the mother I knew growing up. Growing right. up, right?
0: <laughs> so that yeah. that whole sense of so, because so many of us, I think, are here doing what we're told to do and not what we're supposed to do, and I think a lot of us, you know, with with or without a medium know that something is not right and we're not fitting where we're supposed to be and you know I think a lot of us are not lucky enough to have that little niggle start or if it does we don't know what it is or we ignore it because it's not as strong enough and we're not listening for it but I'm just wondering you know if there's anything in particular that that this experience so far has taught you about the whole not doing what I'm supposed to do been doing what I was told to do
1: uh, so I think it's different in everybody. It manifests in different ways for everybody. Um, it can be a shake up in your life, which was for me, but then it also transmuted into that niggle, that nudge that wouldn't go away. It could also manifest within your body somewhere if it's not if you're not listening to it. Um, but usually what I've learned too is if you don't listen to those little whispers that are happening, those little, uh, cause a lot of people, a lot of people don't, they just fluff it off. They think it's your imagination. They think, Oh, mm-hmm. that's just a dream. Um, but if you push it off if you keep pushing it off, whether it's this lifetime or next lifetime, it will make itself known in a way that you, that you don't want to right? Mm-hmm. Like in a negative, not, not a negative way. Cause nothing happens for a negative reason. It's all for a great reason. But but uh, it will show itself. It will make itself quite present if you don't pay attention.
0: Yeah, I think that's so, true. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of us still don't pay attention because we don't recognize that that's what it is. Yeah, Because I think right, that there are know. a fair number of illnesses, repetitive stress injuries, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things like that. Insomnia, mm-hmm. whatever, which doesn't mean that that's definitely what it is. If you happen to have insomnia, it could be something else. But... You know, I, I think that I think sometimes when it gets to the physical level, it becomes oh, there's something wrong. I need to go see a doctor. When there might be something else, which again, I'm not against going to see doctors. You would probably want to do that, right? But but yeah, there may be something else going on with it. So yeah, yeah. So I think there's a challenge to learning how to tell the difference, and I wonder because I'm I'm really. I'm really starting to think that a big part of the problem with how we relate to ourselves and our work and our families and and just life anymore is that we spend so much time thinking and doing, and we don't spend enough time just being quiet.
1: And being present. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think a lot of us don't Mm -hmm. even know how to do that anymore. I know I get frustrated. This morning, I woke up at 4 a.m., and could not get my brain to shut up long enough to go back to sleep and I'm sitting there going really there's nothing for you to worry about right now there's nothing for you to worry about there's nothing for you to think about nothing at all for you to do mm-hmm. and my brain is kind of sitting there going but I'm awake and there's stuff and there's things and there's you know what if what if this thing doesn't happen and what about this and it's like it doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. matter it does not matter mm-hmm. right now and it's like this internal war because the part that is so trained to do that doesn't know how to stop and the rest of me is just like you are wearing me out i want
1: to go back to sleep could we do that it's like but no there were things yeah yes yes um so that is where yeah you this actually this is why what we are going through right now is so beautiful because it's forcing us to be present it is making all of the distractions limitless Right. Like we don't have all these distractions going. We don't have to run the kids to hockey all the time. We don't have our sports going on. Like all these distractions are subsiding. And so it's forcing us to be present right now, which is actually quite beautiful. So we are forced, we are being forced to go within ourselves right now. So I think it's a beautiful time right now. Fear for sure. I get that. I understand that. Um, And I don't disregard that, but also there's that beauty in there too, right? Where it's forcing us to do this work on ourselves, to really look within and uh, distinguish between what it is. Is it just my imagination? Is it just my anxiety kicking in? What is it? And yeah, if you just keep practicing, like when your mind was running a mile a minute there, there Um, and you just keep practicing or you use different tools like automatic writing just to get it out on paper just to get everything out Um, yeah there's little tools like that that can really help there's pendulums as well that are helpful too because then again you kind of it's a visual tool where you know whether it's just your imagination or is it your energy talking to you speaking to you so there's lots of little tools out there where you can distinguish between what it is but for the most part everything of our imagination really is stemmed from the spiritual realm so if it if we can't imagine it then it wouldn't have never happened it's not within our within our vision right mm-hmm. so it's do you know what i do am i explaining that right i think you know so I mean? yeah think so, so if you could imagine it then it's going it can happen it, it's there for a reason we just have to trust that um and that trust piece is a lot that uh that we just forget because we are so set in our ways
0: i imagine that this whole thing has has required a lot of different kind of thinking on your part too because it's it's mm-hmm. a very different uh, you know you're going from a school environment where things are fairly Fairly well determined, though, certainly with the element of surprise that comes from working with little kids to something (laughs) totally, you know, I won't say totally unrelated because I'll bet there were more things that carry over than we would imagine. But, you know, what what have you had to relearn, rethink, reimagine just just to get to the point where you could even start to put this on paper and, and run with it?
1: Um so a lot of it was not relearning, a lot of it was just learning from the get go. <laughs> okay. Uh right like um business was never my forte. Numbers were never my thing. Um so it was all from scratch. So I there was a lot of learning and growth having to happen through this and a lot of trust that within myself that I can do this. This this like um yeah, so there was a lot of growth happening through this. Um a lot of first time things, a lot of messiness. Um yeah, it just definitely made me step up and step out, for sure. And I think that again I was being forced to, right? Mm-hmm. Um I, which is uh, great. Uh I hate I know I I really struggled with it. It was like nerve nerve-wracking. Um It was scary, but exciting at the same time and empowering at the same time and satisfying. And yeah, it was super scary going from knowing I'm going to have a paycheck every two weeks to having benefits to like making sure, you know, benefits like. Or don't have to worry about going to the dentist. We don't have to worry about right. getting our prescription filled. But now we have to do. We have to worry about that stuff, or not worry about it. But it's not just uh, here is my card. It's it's paid for. Right. Um. But at the same time, the feeling was totally different. It was just. It was calm. (laughs) It was relaxed. It was like, again, that excitement piece was in there, that empowerment piece, like, look what I can do. Look what Mm -hmm. we did. Um, This is mine. And now um, also when I'm there, when I'm working, I've heard it all along that if you are doing something you love, it doesn't even feel like a job. Well, mm-hmm. now I get it. <laughs> now I 100% get it. Um, I could be there for a good 10-hour day, and it doesn't. It feels like I'm there for an hour, like not at all. Like it's time just where when I was at the school, I would be looking at the clock, like, oh my god, it's only been 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: People ask um, me why I don't wear a watch. That's why
1: yeah right you know, if like, i don't know
0: i'm much happier
1: <laughs> exactly or you get that surprise like oh wow it's two o'clock okay yeah. right? but um that didn't happen so much when i was at the school but um when i'm here yeah i literally look down i'm like oh my god it's four o'clock where did that time just go that wasn't that like holy um so now now I get I get that saying for sure, one hundred percent. And I yeah, wouldn't change it for the world. Um one hundred percent all in, love it. And and now and that's what I wanna create now. I wanna create I'm going to um launch a coaching program thing where I can help others do the same, mm-hmm. um right? Like you just have this fire, this love, this, oh my God, if everybody just did this, right. And you just want to help others, um, harness all that into with whatever it is that lights them up. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. There's something really magical about that feeling of helping somebody else get that light to shine. It's, it's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I have this question that it may or may not apply, but in the spirit of following the little nudge, I'm going to ask. So you were talking earlier about all the things that you had to struggle with and still sometimes struggle with as part of making this transition. And I don't think you said this. And yet there was something about what you just said a couple minutes ago that made me think about the fear of, of fear, the fear of being afraid mm-hmm. because it is a scary process. Right. And I think that a lot of us are as afraid of the fear as we are of the actual process, and maybe maybe more. Did you deal with that?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, um, so just kind of like, it's again, being present, like, doing, like worrying about what you're worrying about, what you're doing right now, instead of putting that like what ifs. Mm-hmm. and all that into the future right like so you're putting everything into the future when you, you just can't do that because that's where the fear is going to come up um where you're predicting what's not even happening yet <laughs> right so you're putting that you're putting that on yourself De- again definitely practice definitely something you have to keep reminding yourself of um even again what we're going through right now right that that in the future fear we just can't do that to ourselves because we are putting up our own boundaries, our own blocks, um, and our own limitations when we do that.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people are more comfortable with the the idea of no thinking they know what's going to happen in the future, even if it scares them, than they are with the idea of saying, I have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, being like, I I have got the faintest idea what's going to happen after I, you know, go have this conversation with my boss or tell this person how I really feel about this thing that happened or, or what's going to happen with coronavirus. It's like, you know, even though the future isn't here yet, the one you imagine feels real enough that there's something oddly comforting about it, even though it scares the crap out of you.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, that reminds me of a really great book that I read early on. Early on, and it was um, "Universe Has Your Back" by Gabriel Gabriel Bernstein. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, um, but so. it's a beautiful one to read. Yeah, it's a beautiful one to read um, because it does really help you with that fear base. It kind of just reminds you that universe, <laughs> universe has your back. Um, just kind of uh, as if you're following those nudges, if you're following your passion, then then spirit will make sure things are okay. Everything happened. And then it goes back to, again, everything's happening for a reason. Things are not happening to you. They're happening for you. Um, even if you are going through some crazy times, you know, that there's beauty on the other side, you're going to grow from it. You're going to learn from it. Um, you're going to, something more exciting is going to happen than you realize. Um, so that book really helped me too. um, just knowing, just, uh, having that, uh, just having that knowing that that universe does have your back. And so far, like as student, especially going through this process, right. When you're running into the banks, when they are saying no, when you're like, yeah, <laughs> but then you go back to the drawing board and you go back again. And I mean, I can tell you, like, we ended up getting everything we asked for. Um, right. Where, so that kind of stuff, like, so this, I've had it happen time and time again where things haven't gone the the way that I thought they were going to go there in my mind they were supposed to go they were planned this way Um, but it happened more amazing than I could ever have thought of Um, just in a different way so that's another thing that I have learned through this process as well um, is that you have a plan in mind that's beautiful that's great but it's best to let go of the details. Have the plan in place for sure, but don't get so stuck and hung up on how specifically it's supposed to happen. Um, Because there are going to be roadblocks, but if you are passionate enough to push through and keep going, those roadblocks will open into something you wouldn't even fathom. And it is just beautiful in the end.
0: I think that's really hard for a lot of people to believe. And yet while you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking about how one of my previous guests, who is an actress and has her own theater company, has been looking for a space for years. And she just got one and it turned out to be much bigger and much better than she ever expected because Mm -hmm. the owner of the the shopping center where her theater is going to be, you know, would have had been happy to have her in a smaller space, but was so Mm -hmm. enamored of the idea of having a theater in there that he bent over backwards to make it work for them so that, you know, he's, you know, lowered what he can lower and, you know, adjusted for it in other places to, you know, keep things on the straight and narrow and that kind of thing. But, but they're getting a, a huge, beautiful space that was more than they ever could have imagined that they would get and you know all the the time thought that they were losing the smaller space that they would have been you know like yeah it's small but we can make it work and and now they're mm-hmm. going to end up with this thing that you know i mean it's it's a theater in a, an empty grocery store it's it's going to be big and and beautiful when it's done and so yeah i think i think sometimes if you're you have to be open to it so you don't shut it out you know, because I, I yeah, it could be so easy for someone in that situation to say, oh no, 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 we can't afford that. Don't even tell us mm-hmm. about that because we can't afford it and not be willing to listen when this guy's like, no, no, I want you here bringing people into this shopping center so mm-hmm. it, it, yeah, I think I think you're you know, yeah, it's it's lack of attachment to the details somehow it yes. will, it will come together, but you yep. have to actually let it which is exactly how creative process works for artists and dancers and writers and you know I mean it's Hmm. the same thing you have you have one thing in your head and then you end up with something else because suddenly this character turns right when you thought they would turn left or you accidentally put green where you meant to put red and now you got to make that work and you know I mean there's you got to have flexibility in all of this stuff
1: Oh, big time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it just goes back again, just to to that trusting piece, right. That we just, we lost a long time ago. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But once you're, but once you're, and I'm not saying like, once you're there, you're there because it's, it is again, it's a practice that you have to keep reminding yourself. And um, because I have gone through it myself, but there's still things that I want to put out there. Or still things that we want to, my husband and I want to do, or my family wants to do, and I just have to, again, trust that it will all come together the way that it was meant to be. It's supposed to be. The timing will be there, bigger and better than I ever would have thought or planned. Um, but once you're there, it is, it is definitely a free feeling, that's for sure.
0: Is there anything that helped you to to regain that sense of trust before you started to see how all of this was going to work out for you?
1: Um, Well, luckily, I have a husband who is also pretty much on the same pathway as I am. Um, He also did the same thing of going from a pretty big paying job, uh, nine to five kind of deal, to opening up his own business as well um, and going through the same spiritual, um, spiritual awakening as I am. So he I am very fortunate to have him so if something wasn't going one way he would kind of be that like reminder mm-hmm. for me uh, um a uh, lot of again books that I have picked up again I love the fact that if you just allow it the the right books come to you mm-hmm. when you need them which I absolutely love so if I'm going through something I'm drawn to a book and then I'm like oh yeah Right. Okay. Right. So and then that's for you sharing. Um, I've also I've got I've got a tribe as well. I've got a tribe that reminds me of this stuff too. I didn't at first. Again, that was another trusting thing that I was like, okay, so my me and my husband are going down this pathway, but my old friend my my not well, my old friends, but my friends are totally thinking we're from we're wackadoodle right now (laughs) So who who do I talk to um but again slowly the right tribe started to come in and they too have been amazing backup um but I think a huge part of it is just diving in and trusting yourself um and you just have to be strong with that uh because like I was saying with friends friends and as well as family, they weren't quite where my husband and I were. So when we were talking about, you know, leaving our full-time positions and doing this entrepreneur stuff and following our our passions and where we feel we need to be, we got a lot of resistance from everybody. <laughs> um, I, bet. I know it I know it all came from a place of love, right? And mm-hmm. fear, of course, fear as well, right? Um, that they, you know, want to make sure they want to see us go down the right pathway and be, do well for ourselves. Um, but we just had to, um, tell them that we say, we appreciate that. We, we know what's coming from love. Thank you so much for expressing your opinion, but we're going to keep going with this. It'd be Awesome. If you have support, please do. And of course they did. Of course they came mm-hmm. along for the ride. Um, but that was really hard, too, when you have your family and friends who you, you know, you tell everything to. And they're supposed to be your cheerleaders and everything. But when you throw this big uh, this big bomb on them <laughs> for yeah. my poor mother-in-law at a Christmas concert, and I just leaned over. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I'm leaving the school board, and I'm opening up a spiritual and wellness hub. <laughs> and she's just like <laughs> the of, like what <laughs> yeah I'll tell more I'll tell you more about it when the Christmas concert's over <laughs>
0: <laughs> that must have it changed the mood for the rest of the concert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just got yeah, so, um yeah. So, yeah, you just have to dig deep, but you have to just keep trusting the process. It is hard, but as you keep doing the work and you keep seeing things unfold, and as they unfold and you see the miracles happen, that's when you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. This is what you're talking about. How awesome is this? So, um, and then when those things do happen, there's your confirmation, and it feels mm-hmm. amazing.
0: <laughs> Did you have to learn to believe in miracles or, or were you already pretty sure they were going to happen? Was the nudge enough to make you sure?
1: Oh no. yeah, no, no, no. I definitely had to learn. <laughs> I still, <laughs> I still struggle with that too. Right. Like there's still that, those, that fear base that like sneaks in there and, and then you got, you have to, again, go back, ground yourself, realize that what, where is that coming from? What is that trigger right because that's another thing too a lot of it is triggers a lot of us is fear-based from a previous something that's gone on right so then we have to kind of do a little detective work on ourselves and clear it and say okay that happened then that doesn't mean it's going to happen this time um so yeah no it's definitely always a practice for sure I know lots of people that are just free-flowing already and I'm like ah I can't wait to get there. (laughs) I'm I'm not there yet, but that will be amazing when I get there. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I I like that you phrase it as a practice because I think we don't think of that as a practice. We think of things like, oh, you know, my best friend meditates all the time and she's been doing it for 20 years and that's why she's so serene and why I'm not, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Don't think of the other things that, you know, fall into that category too.
1: Well, yeah, because we haven't been doing it our whole life. And then we're not just going to dive right in. Like, it's it's going to be a practice. Um, That's why I absolutely love some of the services that we offer where I am, where we have these float cabins for float therapy, where it takes away all distractions um, away from you and you have no choice, but to sit there with your own thoughts, which can scare the hell out of people. Right. Um, but, and so we have people that get out after like fifty, like, Oh, I just couldn't slow down my, slow my mind down. I just couldn't do it. And it's like, and we kind of say, well, that means you really need to do it. All right. Like you really need to practice then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we have people who it does take two or three floats and then all of a sudden it just, they get it and they're like, Oh my God, that was amazing. I got so many messages. I got so many downloads. This is awesome. Let's get rocking. So yeah, it's awesome. It's beautiful to watch some of the clients walk it when they have that, those moments.
0: Can you explain exactly how that works? Cause I don't think I've ever heard of float pods before and I'll bet I'm not the only one.
1: Uh, so it's also called sensory deprivation, okay. um, which I, I don't like to use that word because that's scary, those are scary yeah, words put together. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, so there's pods and there's cabins. Our place has cabins and, uh, they're about big five by eight cabins. So they're quite spacious ours. I know there's others that aren't. Um, and they got about 10 to 11 inches of water in them with 1100 pounds of Epsom salt dissolved in them. So you are buoyant. You have no choice but to float, um, which is just an amazing break for your body. Um, Your body doesn't have to do anything for a full hour. It can just do the healing. Yeah, just do the healing it needs to heal. It doesn't have to compensate for anything. Um, But it's also beautiful for the mind because all the distractions are gone. Um, These cabins are soundproof, lightproof. Um, the, the water is actually the same as our skin temperature. So the brain doesn't have to worry about uh, temperature gauging. The water's doing it for you. Uh, so your brain gets a chance to just, again, take away all these distractions and heal what it needs to heal. Or so they're amazing for concussion recovery, PTSD, uh, chronic pain issues, insomnia, spiritual enhancements, athletic performance, muscle recovery, Um, magnesium deficiency. So they have so many, they tick so many amazing boxes. Um, The other really cool part is that uh, because the water is the same temperature as our skin, you get this really cool melting point where you don't even know where the body begins or where the water begins. It's just, oh yeah, it is beautiful. Um, Some people have even commented how it's almost like being back, being held again, being back in the mother's womb, right? Just that nothingness, just that floatness, just that uh, erasing it all and starting over again kind of feel, um, which is beautiful too. So yeah, those are those are the float cabins. That's flotation therapy. Wow. All
0: right, I'm totally intrigued mm-hmm. by this now. <laughs>
1: totally <laughs> intrigued. I'm lately, sure you have one in your
0: city. Probably, <laughs> but but yeah, lately I've I've really been, you know hearing and and noticing for myself too, how in the moments when I do get to shut up my spinning brain, that it's just like, there's all this room in there and suddenly it's like, Oh, Hey, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily know what to do with this, but there's room for other stuff to come in. And I have to think for the niggling little voices to be heard better and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. And for, you know, new ideas and stuff like that, which of course is the whole curiosity, creativity piece. Have you seen that?
1: Oh, yes. Um, So a lot of people we've had, we had this one client who came in and he is very, um, he's techie. So he he does these like far advanced video game types, crazy things that are way beyond me. And uh, he was stuck. So he just was working around the corner. So he came, he's like, Well, I might as well float. I can't, I don't, I just need a break. So mm-hmm. he came in for a float. He was only in there for like, I think like 20 minutes, half an hour. He like came out and I'm like, Oh my God, is everything okay? Like <laughs> that's a little quick. And he's like, No, I know exactly what I need to do. And like he zoomed out of there and he was able to finish his projects because it just slowed everything down. Mm-hmm. It just lets, what needed to leave, leave, and then let the downloads come in. So that was awesome. Uh, we also had another client who same thing. She had creativity block, and she came in, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And like she's like, I came at the end of her float. But she's like, all was well. And then I swear, about 10 minutes left of the float, I had boom, 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 all these like creative downloads of what I need to write about. Like, holy. And uh, that. so actually, what I should be telling people is to bring a journal with them.
0: (laughs) I was just going to say, is it bad that my first thought about this is, what if I forget them and I still have 10 minutes, you know, in that 10 minutes, because that would be freaking me out. (laughs) No, no,
1: I have to write this down. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So that's just what it does. It just um, and it is a practice again. That's a practice at first. So we just kind of tell people, you know, the only thing you can hear in these cabins. And same with with your meditating. It's exactly the same practice. It's just focus on your breathing, the inhale, the exhale. And when the crazy thoughts come in, that's okay. Let them come. You don't you don't battle them because then that creates a whole other distraction. You let them come and then we say, um, you kinda think of them like a cloud. So you let them come in and then you let them keep on going, just keep floating away like a cloud. And then that's not doing
0: at four AM. Because I was definitely fighting with them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the mistake too. Because people think it's supposed to be thinking about absolutely nothing, and you can't do that. But then you're creating that battle for yourself again. So we just say, let them come. Don't fight them. Think of it as a passing cloud and let them go. Or people say, just say, okay, Uh, let the thought come in and happen, and say, okay, thank you for reminding me of that, and then let it go. Um. And then that, uh, that just ha- that just cuts down that battle for you. So does,
0: does the float help to kind of jumpstart that process because you're taking all of the other stuff away?
1: For sure. De- yeah, it definitely helps. It just, uh, um yeah it definitely um enhances the spiritual practice for sure the meditation practice it forces the brain really to go into that meditative state because there's no distractions around except for you
0: <laughs> wow mm. all right i'm going to have to i'm going to have to think about that when i can see a google <laughs> search in my very near future so so i am i am curious to know what if anything you've taken from teaching kindergarten that does actually apply to what you do now.
1: Um just well for the most part when we were that age kindergarten and under we are so fresh like, right, we are doing what we want to do when we want to do it. And if we want to be a doctor, let's be a doctor. If we want to be a witch, let's go into the forest and be a witch, right? Before society gets in and says, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not okay. Or, oh, no, that costs way too much money. Why would you do that? You need to be doing this, right? And so that's where I loved it. And that's where I actually struggled with kindergarten um, because I hated watching that being taken away from them mm-hmm. at <laughs> such a young age. <laughs> um so I was glad that I was there so that I could kind of like shift it as much as I could. Right. But I mean you're you're battling you're battling a wall there. Like it was just not, right? So that was por- part of the, the frustration with me and the, almost that like, okay, you're ready to go. <laughs> right. Like you can't <laughs> I can't ha- I can't handle this anymore. <laughs> um because um so that's where and I like to remind people that too is usually our passion was go back to when you were a child. What did you love doing? What were you always doing? Because that's definitely a sign that that's on the pathway that you should be on before society told you something different. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just love how they're they're free. They're they're not. They have a lot less baggage, right? They mm-hmm. just just watch them, and they're just they're just them. They're them. They don't yeah. have limiting beliefs. They don't have all that stuff stuck to them. Uh, if they have a question, they're going to ask you. <laughs> There's
0: <laughs> yes, no <they> filter.
1: are. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because they're, they're doing it from heart. They're asking from heart center not to be rude or mischievous or right. mischievous or anything. They're, they're truly curious. So they want to know because they want to grow. Um, so that's the piece but I definitely take with me and I like to remind people of that. For yeah.
0: sure. Yeah, I think it's, I feel like I say this all the time on this podcast and elsewhere, you know, that, because I, I know for myself that spending time with kids, especially younger kids, is such a great reminder of how we all used to be. And it puts me back and more in that space because when you're out of it, and you're not around kids very often it's so easy to get sucked into the adulting thing and forget that there was ever anything else and mm-hmm. and so i tend to you know default to that prescription go go hang out with a little kid you know go <laughs> go watch them build you know a a ship out of lego that doesn't look anything like a ship but it doesn't matter because as far as they're concerned that's a ship and whether it's a water ship that's or right. a spaceship or whatever and that is the mm-hmm. only thing that matters and, mm-hmm. you know, before they get to the, I bought the kit to build the Ferrari. And so I'm going to build the Ferrari, <laughs> um, which right. what bothers me about Lego now. It's like, no, no, build your own thing and make it crazy and weird yeah. and unrecognizable. That's like the whole point of it. But
1: right? that's so individual.
0: Yeah, I feel like I want to say it's the easiest way to get yourself back in that energy. But I also realize that. For a lot of people, it can be painful to sit there with it and realize that they don't know how to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to be all this is a thing that works for everyone cuz I don't think anything works for everybody <laughs> in the same way. But but yeah, you know, I mean getting getting back in into that energy however you can do it whether it's, you know, going out and buying yourself a Barbie doll if you used to play with Barbie dolls or reading the books that you read when you were a kid or or whatever, I think mm-hmm. does really really good things for that part of our brain that we've forgotten exists especially if we want to get it rolling again.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, we also like to call it connecting with your inner child, right? Mm -hmm. Once you connect with your inner child again, you remember what lit you up back then, what excited you, what, uh, what were you spending all your time doing and things like that. So, um, and a lot of us get stuck in that go, go, go work mode. Like, nope, I'm an adult now. I got to do this, this, and this, this, um, But uh, when you stop and you just play for a while, that's the other thing. Play is so freeing so much. Again, you don't have to sit there and meditate to get these downloads, these these messages. You can be having fun and being free. And then that's also the distractions are gone, right? So then that's another great time to get some amazing messages and some aha moments like, Oh my God. I love doing this. Why am I not doing this more? Mm -hmm. Why am I right? So, um, yeah. So just connecting with kids or your inner child, If you don't have any children around you by all means. Um, then that's another amazing, amazing way as well. So I encourage people to try too.
0: So I'm I'm sitting here thinking about something that I've heard people say so many times in my life that makes me if I'm honest, completely crazy. And I have a feeling it will have the same effect on you, which <laughs> especially because you've made this transition from the thing you should do to the thing you were called to do that you clearly love to do that like puts you in such a flow state every day that you don't notice the passage of time, which is they call it
1: work for a reason.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, it is because we all are called here to do something. So it is it is a calling to do work, but if you're doing the work that really lights you up, then it's not painful work. It's not just putting in time work. It's not you're going through that trance state of life work. Like that's when you're missing the point of life, and that's where I that's where my husband and I were too. Like we were in that trance state of life. Um, so it, once you find that work <laughs> that is work that you are sent here to do but it's just a totally different different feel different outlook on everything yeah I, I, if that answers your question I don't know if to, I to think know what so I mean it are. wasn't really a question <laughs> question so
0: I didn't help you out a whole lot there but <laughs> but yeah the, the idea of the trance state of life I think is really powerful because I, I think we don't notice you know I mean there is like that stereotypical cartoon image like from for some reason, I always picture somebody like from the fifties, you know, with the briefcase and the hat and the whatever, just like being on the, on the treadmill, you know, going yeah. through the motions every day. And, and, you know, I mean, it's like, well, they call it work for a reason because it's not supposed to be fun. And it's like, well, okay, but it's not supposed to be torture either. Cause I just can't bring myself to believe that we're all here just exactly. to be tortured forever. And what is the point? If that's true, why, you know, why would who, that be true?
1: who is saying that work isn't supposed to be fun, right? Like, who is saying that? Society is saying that, right? Like, so again, take back your power and make it fun. Don't let somebody else tell you that work isn't supposed to be fun. Um, Don't let people tell you that this is what it's supposed to look like. Take back your power and say, you know what? No, that's, doesn't do it for me anymore. I I want work to be fun, darn it. (laughs) And uh, figure out what that is. And And I'm not saying quit your job and do it tomorrow, but uh, find a way that's going to make it work for you. (laughs) I mean, you could, there are lots of people that do and, and definitely, and it works out, but it can be a little, little scary, especially if you've got a family and mortgage and all that fun stuff behind you. (laughs) Absolutely. And, Mm. and, you know,
0: I, I think it's unfair to think that we're all going to, you know, figure out the thing that we're here to do. And we're going to unequivocally love every single bit of it too. You know, I mean, I'm, I am never going to suddenly become a natural accountant who can't wait to sit down with an Excel sheet and put all of my stuff in it. I know that, you know, it's kind of like, but OK, if this is the price I have to pay and it's just this Excel sheet or it's just, you know, this other thing, that's that's still a whole lot better than feeling like you're on that treadmill with your briefcase and you're right. in the 50s. Yeah. And or I'd like now. to say, too, that
1: sorry, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows either. Right. There is definitely some roadblocks that you have oh, yeah. to go through. But it's just, uh, you just gotta think of it like, how bad do you want it? How badly, you know, what's, what are, how are you going to go back? How can you look at things differently? How can you go about going around this? Um, yeah, cause there's definitely some, hair pull it tears oh my god what am I doing mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't it be so much easier if I just woke up every day did the same thing I don't even have to think about it because I've been doing it for so long I definitely had those moments too where I was like wouldn't it be nice if I could just wake up go to work put in time not really have to use my brain come home <laughs> right like there are those times too for sure that happens and pops up but um then you think about yeah for me, it was going back, do I really want to go back into that trance state of mm-hmm. not really knowing, just letting life go by and not feeling anything. And then that yeah. quickly whips me. I'm like, oh, nope, nope, I'm good. I'm good. I'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I
0: feel like that's one of those things. And and I don't, you know, so many times in my life, this this has come up this way for me. But it's like, you know, Plato's Allegory of the Cave where at the beginning, everybody is chained in front of this wall and there's a fire behind them and all they can <laughs> see is the shadows on the wall. And then somebody gets out and it goes outside. And of course, they've all been taught that there is no outside, that there's there's nothing but the shadows on the wall. And somebody gets out and they go outside and they're like, wow, there's like this blue thing up there and you know these these big brown things with this green stuff on top because you know they have no frame of reference for it as they see the outside world and they rush back in because they're so excited and they're like you guys you guys you know like you should come out and see this thing and of course everybody is so trained they're like you have lost your mind and we are chaining you up forever. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, then the guy does lose his mind because you know, once you've been out, you can't, you can't go back in and be happy with what you were told was all that there was. And I, I mm-hmm. think that that's true. I think once you get out of that trance state, once you, once you even start to recognize that you're in it, cause I've done the whole, I can go in and phone it in and not use my brain thing. And at first it's mm-hmm. sort of like, Oh, Hey, this is easy. This is cool. Easy paycheck. No big deal. But it, it starts to wear on you after a while, too.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It yeah. really does. And then, um, yeah, because then you're just, you're you're bored and you're letting life mm-hmm. get away from you and you're not even feeling anything anymore. You're not challenging yourself anymore. You're not growing. You're not learning. It's just bun- mundane, like ho-hum. Like, yeah. yeah. So why bother? Um, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We only have a couple minutes left,
0: but you mentioned taking back your power. And I'm just wondering if there's anything that you have to say about taking back your power, especially in terms of how it went for you or what you learned that you'd like to share with anybody else.
1: Um, Yeah, so taking back my power to me was getting out of those the society's box, right? Mm-hmm. That box that I was put in for so long. Um, and being told what I should be doing and who, sh- who I should be and what it all looks like. Um, so for me, taking back my power was stepping out of the back, that box, listening into my intuition, listening to that nudge, that niggle. Um, again, going outside that box and realizing that there is more to this whole thing called life <laughs> than just that trance state that I was going through, um, and then taking back my power too of knowing who I really, truly was. Um, again, scary because here I have this set of friends that know me as this this partier, drinker person. Mm-hmm. That what and that's not me anymore. Um, so I had to take my pack back, my power there and say, you know what, this is actually me. Um, I love this part of me and that doesn't serve me anymore. Um, so that was huge in itself. Um, if again, it felt weird and I've almost had like an imposter syndrome mm-hmm. or I still do sometimes too. Um, but then again, taking back that power and saying, no, this this is me. This is what lights me up. This is what I want to do with my life. Um, taking back my power and owning, um, owning my shadow parts of me as well. So the parts that are um, not so pleasant, mm-hmm. but learning about where that came from. Where did that trigger come from? Where did that stem from? And then healing that part. So again, taking back my, taking back that power and healing what I needed to heal within myself so I could move forward so I could make the big bold moves um, and did the things that scared me well
0: that's a lot <laughs> but I think that's great because there is you know there's power in so many places that we don't think that it's hiding sometimes and yeah making mm-hmm. making those kind of choices is is tough i mean i have to think that you probably got a whole lot of change back pressure when you were like yeah i'm not going to go out and party anymore this isn't who i want to be anymore
1: yeah yeah no yeah we still do our broomball tournaments and things around here and i'll have like one or two and then was, <laughs> like i was that crazy girl that had like a whole lot more <laughs> and i'm like no i'm good i think i was at home <laughs> right and <he's> like what <laughs>
0: yeah so even
1: then i was like oh is this really deep yeah no, no it is it is right so mm-hmm.
0: yeah I think you have to have so that, that faith that you picked the right thing that you know you can kind of feel it like your niggle
1: yeah yeah um yeah, and now you look at things differently. So I could go out and party hardy or uh, for sure, but then you're then my mind is like, But then I'm wasting a day. Then the next day I don't feel so well and I'm just like lying around on the couch and I go off on I eat crappy foods and mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like and then I'm totally off my 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 routine and what makes me feel good. And uh yeah, so that's where my mind heads now.
0: <laughs> that's this week's episode. Thanks again to Paige Kaufman. If you're enjoying the show, please do go to Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, and review. It helps me so much to get the word out to other people. Thanks a lot. You can find show notes, the six creative beliefs that are screwing you up, and more at fycuriosity.com. I'd also love for you to join the conversation on Instagram. You'll find me at fycuriosity. Follow Your Curiosity is produced by me, Nancy Norbeck, with music by Joseph McDade.